Good morning, my brothers and sisters. Welcome to episode 38 of Be With Me. We're in the book of 1 Corinthians. We're in chapter 10. And uh, it's a section about idolatry, but I'm going to call this today, My Dear Alcoholic Friends. So I'm going to hopefully pull this off and get to the point where we make the, the comparison between the dependency of Christians at the communion table equals and is very similar to the dependency um, of the recovered alcoholic or pick your other uh, addiction, but but my, my, more my friends are more recovered alcoholics. So I think Christians and recovered alcoholics have so much in common with each other, and that's what we're going to get to today by starting a topic of idolatry. So here it is. This is from 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 14. Therefore, my beloved, flee from idolatry. I speak as to sensible people. Judge for yourselves what I say. The cup of blessing that we bless, is it not a participation in the blood of Christ? So he's talking about the communion table here. The bread that we break, is it not a participation in the body of Christ? Because there is one bread, we who are many are one body, for we all partake of one bread. Consider the people of Israel. Are not those who eat the sacrifices participants in the altar? What do I imply then? That food offered to idols is anything? Or that an idol is anything? No. I imply that what pagan sacrifice they offer to demons and not to God. I do not want you to be participants with demons. You cannot drink the cup of the Lord and the cup of demons. You cannot partake of the table of the Lord and the table of demons. Shall we provoke the Lord to jealousy? Are we stronger than he? So this section, it's all about idolatry. And then there's this picture of communion, and I'm going to carry it on to alcoholics here in a second. So what is idolatry? Idolatry is worship of anything that isn't God. Now, the problem with it is it is, it is inaccurate. It's untrue. It's impolite. Uh, it's provoking to God, apparently. Uh, it's certainly unappreciative. Uh, I would think he takes offense at it. It's wrong. Uh, it's dangerous. It certainly distracts us. And theologically, it's erroneous. Yet, that is what we do. So idolatry is this place of affection or deference or uh, uh, trusting and belief. It, it's almost like it's the same piece of real estate that trusting in Jesus to become a Christian and to walk out the Christian life, that similar state, the place of real estate, uh, you offer it to another God, small g, or in this case, uh, what he's defining as a demon. So some people, we could do this with our health or with our diet or with exercise or with power or money or security or pleasure. And uh, I, I've heard it said, and I think it's very accurate, that you can find uh, an idol in your life, something you're holding too highly, by watching what makes you the most angry. And then follow the emotion, follow the little breadcrumb trail of your anger back to the motivation. Uh, and under scrutiny, you can reveal the source of that emotion, that anger, and that often is an idol. I think that's very practical tip for you if you want to find out, oh, I don't have any idols. Yeah, really, what, what makes you angry? So anger, 
often comes from a blocked goal of the care and feeding and fulfillment of that of that idolatry. All right, so uh, just one tip: if should if you should ever run into an angel, an illegitimate angel from God, if you worship that angel, and it's happened in the Bible, they will immediately say, "Stop worshiping me," and redirect your worship towards the one true God. I'm just a servant, just like you are. Stop worshiping me. An illegitimate angel or a fallen angel or a demon, if you worship them, they're going to say, thank you very much. Finally, somebody who gets me. Finally, somebody that 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 worships me because that's one of the things they're they're after. But remember, they're not they're not gods with a capital G or even a small g. There isn't such thing as another god. They're created beings that don't know their place. Uh, earlier, a couple of chapters ago, there was a section on um, uh, a section on idols and food offered to those idols. And basically, the conclusion to that is there is no such thing as another as another god. So, so food offered to them doesn't mean anything. So you can go ahead and eat it if you wish, but be careful of the weaker brother that may watch you do so. So. The, the point is there is no other gods, but there are created sub-spiritual beings in a pecking order below God, which used to be angels, and my understanding is that some of them have, have rebelled and, and are now known as demons. The response to them, of these created beings that have rebelled, uh, is not to you know, sort of saddle up to them, don't dabble in it, uh, don't get close to the line, but flee. So let's talk about the bread in the cup for a minute. This is a directional thing, and we are below this, and we need to be rescued by someone bigger, someone from another galaxy, the Lord from heaven, and we participate humbly and partake. We're not driving the bus. We're just appreciating the bus. So we are a fellowship, Christians at the communion table, the the Lord's table, our fellowship of rememberers, of partakers, of ex-rebels. And I'm thinking of AA people now, people that say, I'm in recovery. It's very similar to the church. It's very close to Christianity. A bunch of people that are are powerless um, and are under fellowship and are fleeing uh, from their addiction, uh, Christians' sin and... uh, uh, alcoholics, let's say alcohol, they don't say, well, I'll, I'll just take a, a sip here. No, they're fleeing. So I love alcoholics. I love the recovery process. They, we and they have so much in common. So Christians at the communion table, dependent, humble, grateful, and in present in, in fellowship, uh, we kind of say, well, I'm recovered from the power of sin in a sense, but yet we're one step away, just like the alcoholics are, dependent, humble, grateful uh, for the AA program, for example. But they're all very sober in the sense uh, that they all recognize they're just one step away from uh, from s- stepping into alcoholism or Christian sense back into uh, back into sinfulness. So I think Christians and alcoholics have a lot in common which is why I'm titling today My Alcoholic Friends, and I think Christians realize that the most when we are all underneath the Lord's table in communion and in, and in uh, fellowship. So don't uh, worship idols here today. Let's hold our allegiance for the Lord, and let's hold uh, respect to our alcoholic friends that are in recovery just like we are. Thanks for listening.